Trading Nut, episode 19. If you're trading correctly uh, and you're at least, you know, paying attention to when you're entering and you're entering in the right spot, it really doesn't matter how small your account size is. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than... I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern trading is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up, traders? Welcome to another installment of the Trading Nut Podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got a guy on the show that you've probably never heard of before. His name is Eli Camacho. Now, why have I got Eli on? Well, here's the story, right? So I'm looking for three traders to track across the course of 2019, and Eli is the first. Now, Eli's a Forex trader, and I'm looking for a stock and a uh, and a futures trader. So guys, if you trade stock market or if you trade the futures market and uh, and you're you're a, either a newbie trader or somebody who's really doing something a bit different this year giving it a real good crack then reach out to me here on cam at tradingnut.com or use the contact form i want to see a video of you explaining your story so i just want to hear your trading story to date okay like the ups and downs what you're planning to do this year um it's up to you and i'm going to pick Hopefully, I get a whole bunch of you guys through. I'm going to pick uh, two of you guys, one stock and one futures trader, to come on the show. And look, there's got to be something in it for you, right? I mean, other than just providing uh, entertainment for the listeners out there. So I'll tell you what, guys. I'm going to endeavor to get you some trading education, all right? So I've done this before with uh, Trading Mentors Match Off, where it was all it was done a bit differently. So I'm doing it a bit differently this time. So trading mentors match off was pairing up three traders with three mentors now this time i'm going to see who we get and then i've got a whole bunch of trading mentors out there that um that might want to come on board and 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 train you up as a as a futures or or a stock trader and and have that journey tracked on the podcast so there could be some free education in it for you okay i'm not promising anything but there's a good chance that we can get make that happen so, guys, reach out to me, cam at tradingnut.com. If this sounds like it's something for you, I'll flick an email about this as well so that you've got more details on it and uh, and probably pop it up on the social media. So, Eli's the first, though. Eli's the one that sparked my interest in doing this, and he's he's got a great story, and this guy is so committed, it's unreal, all right? His commitment to the actual what he's trying to do with his life and what he's trying to do in the way of trading is unreal. And so is style. His trading style is actually very much um, something I think a lot of people never even get to. Even the guys that actually you know make money, they never really get to. So you're going to hear a story. I actually learned a few things from it myself and even adapted some things that I'm doing based on what I spoke to, um, what I spoke to Eli about. Okay, so what else have we got going on at Trading Nut? Well, there's a few changes happening on the site. We've revamped the full um, shop. So now all the products are listed in the shop. You can actually get access to my old podcast, the 52 Traders podcast is in there. You can buy the whole thing outright, 120 plus interviews with traders and trading experts. Uh, you can also get the uh, the episodes individually if you want as well. If you just want to pick and choose a few, you can buy those as well. Um, the good news is there's coupons for virtually everything. Okay, So if you're in the members area, you'll find a whole bunch of coupons. Look in your dashboard. You can't miss them. So I'll put coupons up there so you can save yourself some money um, on the products in the shop. So guys, go and check that out. Um, even the Robot Traders Club is in there as well, and there's a coupon for that. So go and check that out. And I just checked yesterday, It's up, uh, the combined portfolio of the Robot Traders Club is up 252 pips. So very happy with that. Now, um, last but not least, if you are listening to this on your phone, please do subscribe. I actually found out just a couple of days ago that I'm now on Spotify as well. I can't believe it. I'm on Spotify, 
And um, and my kids were absolutely stoked about it. I'm like, guess what, guys? Because they listen to Spotify all the time. I go, go and check this out. Dad's on Spotify. They loved it. So, guys, if you are on Spotify and want to listen to the Trading Up podcast, it's actually on there. So go and search it up and you'll find it. Trading Up in the search box. And you'll find that. Please do leave a review if you're listening to this around the traps, uh, wherever it is, iTunes, or uh, Android, wherever you're listening, please leave a review. Um, I've got a fantastic guest coming up in the next week and the week after as well. So guys, stay tuned. We've got some unbelievable traders coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, what else can I tell you before we go into this episode with Eli? Um, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a reminder at the end of the show so you've got all these things on your radar again. All right, folks, until... All right, folks, let's get on with the show. All right, guys, we've got Eli Camacho on the show today. Now, I'm guaranteeing you that 99% of you listening, if not more, probably, what, what Eli, maybe 99.9999, don't know who you are or have never heard of you before. Um, Eli's, Eli's uh, reached out to me via email, so he's a listener, and um, what I want to do over the course of 2019 is track a few of you listeners out there and see how you progress with your trading and... and um, and I think Eli's story is pretty good. I, I liked what he sent me. Um, he sent me some screenshots of his trades, and he, he sort of he'd got to the point where. Um, oh, well, actually, we'll get into it. We'll get into it in the in the thing. But I mean, how how are things are uh, with you anyway? And, and where are you? Um, where are you based at the moment? Um, I'm doing good. I'm I'm out here based in uh, P Pennsylvania, United States, East Coast. Yeah, yeah. And you said before the show that you. You only came across the podcast when you were searching Stitcher and, and you stumbled on the, the Trading Nut podcast. So you missed the whole 52 traders journey that I've been on for the last uh, couple of years. Um, yeah. So, so that's, that's, uh, it's, it's good, to, good to hear that you know, somebody who's just fresh into it has, um, has stumbled across some of the stuff that I've, I've put out there and finding, finding value from it as well. Um, now, I think what, what we'll do is, I mean, if you could give us a sort of a quick overview of what you do, like for your, your day job and, you know, your, your, your age there or thereabouts and, and your personal life and stuff so that we can get a bit of a feel for, for who you are and then um, then we'll go into your trading story after that. Right, right. Well, I'm, I'm, 20, I'm 25 years old and I, I, heard, about the, uh, I heard about Forex trading from my, one of my, young, my younger brother and... Uh, yeah, a friend told him about it, and so he, we started doing it together. Um, he kind of had some other things to do, so he, he kind of like laid off of it a little bit. Uh, but I kept I kept going, kept studying it, countless hours. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm a I'm a window window washer though, so I have to do this on the side, like while I'm washing windows and everything. And I kind of I kind of got tired of the whole nine to five grind thing, so <laughs> started studying on this pretty pretty hard for the last seven months. Um, but yeah, I just I I also do graphic design on the side, uh, here and there. It's mostly like a hobby thing, so I'm just creative in general. This this appeals to me though because I'm able to do this you know at home. I don't have to you know do all this other extra stuff like selling. Yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> selling so, products and stuff. Okay, so you so you're a window a window washer in terms of like you go to the big buildings and and wash the windows or. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I haven't I haven't gone uh, up skyscrapers yet or hanging off the sides of buildings. I have friends that do that though. Um, I, I I trained for it for a bit at one time, but I haven't I haven't done it yet. I the highest I go is probably like on a on a lift. I'll go like a couple stories high, but that's about it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And so um so okay, so what do you, what do you uh how did you so you got you said your brother introduced you to to forex and you got into it from there. Right. I mean, how did you how did how did his introduction start? I mean, did he just sort of go, "Hey, look, you know, if, if, look into forex, you can you can make some money," or was he like, did he sell you the dream, uh, or, or how did that work? I know. Uh, so I, I guess if I'm, I'm if I'm not mistaken, he had a friend who was uh, in a program uh, in, in a different business, and it was forex a forex program basically a members a forex members program, uh, and they introduced him to that, and he introduced me to that. It was uh, basically like you join up for. A monthly fee, and then uh, we'll teach you how to do how to uh, trade forex. And if you add in a couple other, like three more friends, we'll take off the monthly free from you, and etc. And how was so, how was your how was your brother getting on with that? Did he did he have any success? Uh, it was basically the same as me struggling. 
Um, he did it probably for like a month, maybe two months, and then kind of like just let off it because he was doing other things too. So he's like, you know, it's kind of like he wasn't like focused, focused on it. And so did he? Did he? Um, I suppose what what were you what were you learning there? I mean, what sort of things were they teaching you? Uh, it's the same the same retail stuff. Uh, support resistance, chart patterns, uh, especially chart patterns. They're teaching chart patterns day and night. Um, and there was there's even like a, a a tool they have where it'll find you. I think they call it the harmonic scanner. But it'll find you a trade, and you can just trade off of what it find what it tells you. Um, yeah, it's just basic stuff. The basic stuff that I find on YouTube, like after I, because I only did that for about a month. Um, I went through the entire course. I did that for about a month, but we couldn't keep up with the with the monthly uh, the monthly uh, fee. So about the, after that first month, we kind we kind of stopped. And I figured if if the, the stuff I learned on there, I kind of see it on YouTube anyway. So I might as well just keep doing it by myself instead of paying this monthly fee. I might as well. So I just I just stopped it. Kept doing it by myself after that. Okay, and what's what were the chart patterns that they were talking to you, you through? Uh, you know the same thing like double double tops. Uh, was it uh, Elliott Wave, uh, ABC pair stuff like that? And then was there a specific strategy they had you wanting to trade, or, or we they were teaching you to trade, or was it more like here's a whole bunch of stuff and you know you can use it this way or that way, and, and you guys come up with the solution for yourselves? I think it was ma- they were mainly teaching. So, like, if I'm not mistaken, they were teaching mainly support and resistance, and trading in you know entering on a pullbacks. Um, they didn't like really give a specific like a strategy though. They were just teaching like the main basics of how to trade forex. Um, the re- like everything else you had to basically come up with yourself, or because they had mentors on there too, you would basically just I guess speak to a mentor. I never got around to doing it though, and I guess that mentor would give you a, a certain strategy or show you how he trades or whatever. But I, I never got that deep into it. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And so so, um, so from there, so you, you decided that, okay, you're better off going to YouTube and, and searching around there. How did that end up for you, and where did you end up? That that was, that was a roller coaster. <laughs> so I, I, saw, I saw a lot of different people. Uh, like, I was just, the main, the main things I would see on YouTube were, like, uh, indicator things. And I wasn't too fond of whole indicators. Um, I got that. I heard like pros and cons about them, and I've tried indicators, and they just never worked for me. So I stopped using. You know, I stopped watching those guys. And then I stumbled upon uh, one of the guys you actually had on the show recently, uh, Navin Prithiani from Urban Forex. Ah, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, he resonated with me a lot. So you know, I resonated with him a lot. So I, I stuck with his stuff, um, and I, I learned a lot of the core basics from him. For sure, and then that's basically where I, I kept at that for a while. Um, I would const- I would constantly go back to his videos and rewatch them, sometimes like ten times over, and then uh, that kind of gave me like the, the the core fundamentals of how to trade correctly, without just looking for patterns. He would teach you basically the psychology behind it. So, and this was these were just the yeah. free videos on on his YouTube channel, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just the free uh, webinars he had, uh, recordings stuff like that. Yeah, and so so what was the I suppose what was the fundamental change that you made from like the YouTube indicator stuff and the harmonic pattern stuff that you were learning before, and you're now looking at Navin stuff? What what were what were the fundamental changes you made to to what you were doing? Yeah, so um, in the beginning, basically, I would if 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 price would hit a certain resistance or a certain uh, support, I would either click buy or sell. Like I wouldn't even think about where price was or I wouldn't think about is the is the is the uh the movement strong or weak. I would literally just, oh look, it's at that support resistance, hit buy or sell. And constantly it would go directly against me and shot me out. And it was it was frustrating. Like it was insanely frustrating. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out why until he spoke you know, he started talking about uh the strength and the strength of the movement, the momentum. Um, and he saw he mentioned the rubber man rubber man uh, man theory a lot too, which that kind of helped me. Um, like just seeing okay if price runs strong in one direction and pulls back, how far does that pullback happen? Does it, does it happen to deep? And if it's a deep pullback, you're probably like you're probably not gonna go past that high again too far. So you gotta kind of gotta watch it. Like it's basically the whole psychology thing. 
Right, right, right. And I think, um, yeah. I think that, I think that, I mean, it's it's something that I've noticed in my approach as well. Just recently, is is the the fact that I mean, I suppose we call it the blind fade, right? You know, something hits something, right. and you just blindly take it, bang, um, and it doesn't work right. out. But I think that's the nuances around that level that you need to work out what's really going on who's winning at that level what's the battle that's taking place um i did right. i did see something probably quite a while ago now where it was um it was very much a a theory well not a theory it was it was sort of an explanation on how price comes up to a level and it was almost like so if price which I've I've noticed happens twice now. Sorry, there's two different ways to look at it. One is like, you know, if it hits the level and bounces off, then that level's, you know, there's some strength there. But if it goes up to the level and then hangs around there for a bit and looks like it's building a bit of momentum to try and push through or a bit of, bit of volume to try and push through that level, it's got more chance of pushing through it. But then on the flip side, sometimes you think, oh, yeah, here we go. It's built that volume. It's going to push through the level. But then what happens is it needs more it still hasn't got enough because it spent so much time trying to get through it but it's still not quite there that it then drops back again and then has another run at it but it doesn't drop back as far this time and um and then you might actually find that it pushes through and at that point you know you've thought okay we're going to break through it this time or whatever and um i'm not going to go for it for a a fade of the level and it doesn't quite do it and you get stopped out and you know so so there's yeah i I think i I hear what you're saying and and that's part of the reason why i got you on the show because that sort of thinking does resonate with what what i'm doing um okay so so um so so that's so that was part of what you were doing what what other things were you were you looking to add into to what you were doing um like trading wise you mean yeah, so yeah, in terms of like, so you you had uh, Nevin's um, videos that were helping you get from sort of where you were in the past to to where you're um, having a different view and things started to change. I mean, how did the how okay. did your stats look like? I mean, were you were you starting to see some changes in in the results at that point? Yeah, I, uh, in the beginning, like I I was mainly just like like I said, trading retail stuff, and then I would. I was still kind of like even even while I was watching uh, Navin's videos, I was still kind of with the whole retail mindset a little bit. Um, but at that point, I was, you know, I've been studying so so much and I've been trading for so much. It's like I started to get to that point where it's like, okay, my losses are pretty big still, but they're not as big as they were previously. You know what I mean? Like because that now I actually at least understood, you know, price management or money management. I at least understood. You know, you have to watch where it, when it hits that price level. You still have to watch it. It doesn't automatically mean it's going to drop. So I would, when I when I started to understand that, I, instead of hitting the buy or sell, I would wait and watch to see what price does. Sometimes I would wait for it to to bounce off a couple of times before watching that breakout happen, and then enter. Um, but yeah, it helped me to not be so uh, how do you, what do you call it so uh, impulsive on, on the uh, the trade entering the trade. And and where to next after Nevin's stuff? Or what did you do after that? Um, I I was still I was still struggling a bit. Um, so I kind of like I stopped for like a week or something like that. Um, and I was just watching videos for a while for a bit, you know, before I started entering too much. Um, because I the most of the time I was trading with a live account. That's the thing too. I wasn't really trading demo. So, but I kept my uh, I kept my account small purposely, and I traded sm- the smallest lot size purposely, so I wouldn't lose so much, because um, I don't have much to lose in the first place. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I started. I, I stopped for a bit. I was watching mainly just rewatching his videos, and then I started. Uh, I was just searching different stuff. I, I heard about you know, bank trading after that, and I started looking more into uh, like bank uh, thinking like institutions instead of thinking like retail traders. Um, so I started looking at I forgot I forgot the names of the guys I was watching, but I was watching like how basically like I was looking up on YouTube bank trading strategies or how to trade like a bank or how to think like a bank, and then um, I stumbled upon, uh, upon uh, Mark Douglas's uh, a trading in his own. Uh, there was like an audio book online. And I watched that, uh, which that helped me because it helped me understand how how and why the banks are trading. Um, which I didn't really understand in the beginning. So 
Yeah, I was just I was just seeking after that I was just seeking different, you know, different viewpoints instead of the uh, the normal stuff. Um, which is pretty much how I stumbled upon your your podcast because I was just I was searching up a different uh, podcast while I was working, trying to figure out, trying to subscribe to different stuff just so I can see is there something else out there instead of the normal stuff I'm watching on YouTube so I can get an edge because it's it's frustrating, you know, losing. Uh, but at least at that point, I wasn't losing so much um, as I was previously. That's, that's great. And so, so um, I mean, just so that we've got a, got a sort of stake in the ground here, I mean, are you able to tell the guys like what account size you're you're trading or you were trading at the start? Yeah. Um, in the beginning I, I started cause I'm, I'm using a uh, trader's way as my broker. So we can start with that small $10. Um, so I started out with $10 and then I, I lost that account and I added $50 and then I lost that account. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I kept, I kept trying to go back in with $10, $10, um, which it sounds small, but I've come to realize that, if you're trading correctly uh, and you're at least, you know, paying attention to when you're entering and you're entering in the right spot, it really doesn't matter how small your account size is uh, because I'm, I I lost more. I lost more trading with bigger accounts because of my, you know, me thinking, okay, I have enough money in the account to trade. Then I've lost in small accounts because on the smaller accounts, I'm at least conscious, you know, telling myself, okay, I can't lose this $10 because I only have $10 in there. Yeah. So I'm like kind of more conscious with a smaller account. Um, so yeah, I've been, I've been basically just doing that $10 here and there, $10 there because it's mostly because I'm not trying to make quick money. You know, a lot of, a lot of traders that come in and Forex and I hear about it or you just want to make $10,000 in one week. And it's like, no, you have to understand and learn how to trade first. So I'm not mainly just trading to learn how to trade first. And then after that, I know the the money's going to come in. After that, as long as I know how to trade, I'm I'm good. It's it's amazing that you got to that um, that point because a lot of people don't. A lot of people never get there. <laughs> and uh, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like you always start thinking, "Oh, the money, the money, the money." And then even when you get something that works, and you think, "Oh, here we go," and then all of a sudden it's like dollar signs, bang, and right. you don't follow it and you give up on it and you you move on to the next thing. Um, when actual fact, it was like the gold, the gold was there in the hillside. You just needed to do a bit more digging, and you would have got it. Right. Um, so okay, so so low account size, and so how have you? So you blown a couple uh, or a few? Um, when, I, I've, bl- I've blown countless, countless, <laughs> countless. Okay, countless. There's more than a couple um, and a few, so you can't count how many you've blown. But I mean, like, did yeah. have you have you had any where you've? Um, where you've traded them well and they've you've you've grown them like well, say it was a ten dollar account, say you grown it to twenty bucks. And yeah, and you yeah. and you traded and at the end of it you were like, I'm actually happy with the way I approached this. It wasn't like I just kept putting orders on and I got lucky and bang it, it doubled the account. Um can you talk us through that? Right, right, yeah. Yeah, there were there were a few accounts where, where um like after I started learning more you know, listening to Navin and, uh, you know, just thinking more about the psychology behind it. I've actually, you know, I started to, uh, to actually sometimes double my accounts, sometimes triple my accounts. Um, like one time I, I still remember the one time I had, I was like $10 account. I tripled it to $60 in the same day. Um, but then again, the next day it came, I tried to check a trade, didn't work. And I kept trying to, I, I started impulsive trading the next day. Cause I figured, Oh, I made $60 a day previously. Uh, putting trades in and I lost the whole $60 the next day. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've, I've, I've troubled, I've doubled and tripled counts, but it's just, I'm just trying to get more consistent with it now where I, where to where I'm not just, I'm not just blowing accounts here and there, which I've noticed like previously it would take me like a couple months ago. I could blow account. I could blow like five accounts uh, in like two weeks like two to five ten dollar accounts. Yeah. Now it's like if I have a ten dollar account, it'll probably take me two weeks to blow that one account, or it'll take me like a month to blow the account. You know what I mean? Because because now I'm at least I'm gaining some and I'm losing some, and I'll make sometimes I'll make a good trade where it'll, it'll cover like four of my losses, and then but then I'll make another trade that'll blow that whole thing out. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm bouncing back and forth now. The whole boom and bust thing, that's what they call it. And so so what what. Uh... 
what's what are the some of the stats around i'm trying to work out the best way to ask this because obviously when you when you're blowing accounts just stats would have been pretty pretty dire um actually maybe maybe we leave this question for a bit later and we get a bit more of your story so 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 you've obviously got you've obviously started to improve right and i think that the email you sent me showed that you'd you'd just in the last week had a bit of a an insight that really a revelation that actually changed things a lot um do you want to walk the guys through how that played out yeah yeah so um just from staring at the charts for so long like sometimes i spend like 12 hour days just staring at the charts i got so much time on my hand um so i'm just staring at the charts and mostly just because i want to understand how the moves you know work and typical retail you know uh, strategies would tell you uh, you have to have uh, minimum, you know, 15 pip uh, stop above uh, point A from the ABC pattern or whatever, and you can't have short short stop losses on, on a on a five minute chart. You have to you have to at least have a, a, a huge stop loss to make a one to one profit because you're not going to make big profits on a five minute chart. Like I've heard that a lot, where they're they're telling you you know you can't really make big trades on a one minute or five minute. Um, but I I've, I've started to notice. That, you know, just, just thinking about it logically, like if you're having a move, right, if, if you can see the moves, you're seeing the move where it'll reach a certain price point and then it'll completely reject the, the opposite direction for like 50 pips. And you're, you're watching this happen on a five minute chart, you know, which I've, I've seen that happen all the time. And I'm like, wait, I'm on a five minute chart. I'm seeing these moves happen. So why can't I profit on these? Why can't why can't I jump in and have a five stop, you know, five, five pip stop? on a five minute chart you know is there some kind of way where i can zoom in and see okay maybe that's the point is going to turn in and make can i is there a way for me to snipe that turn and if i can snipe that turn to get my entry right can i keep my stop size uh minimum and make a maximum return uh for a risk reward so i've basically like in the last week uh that's i actually had a, one of the accounts where i sent you the screenshots where i, I doubled it um i doubled a, a small micro account like it was like ten dollars or seven dollars now double it's like fifteen, I think it was, um, just on two moves. I think it was like two or three moves um, by doing that. So, and it's basically like, like what like uh, I sent you in an email. I said uh, my theory is if you can. So you're seeing the move, right? You're waiting for it to approach. Obviously, you're waiting for it to approach a, a nice uh, resistance or support or, or price uh, uh, that's of interest to the banks. Um, so. When you're there, like let's say I'm, I'm trading a five minute. When I'm there, usually what I'll do is I'll zoom out to the 15 minute, and I'll actually see, okay, is this actually a a, a good price? Is this a, a price uh, interest price? Is it a price where it's a good level? Um, and then I'll I'll just see how that the, the, that level compares to the rest of the levels on the left. Is it am I a good spot and a good resistance or whatever? Um, and then I'll just zoom back into the five minute, see what it's doing. And then once I feel like, okay, price been stalled there for a while, I'll basically just zoom in even more onto the one minute. And when I see a certain, you know, a certain breakout happen in a one minute, I'll just enter. And that entry, once I zoom back out to the five minute, that entry will be so close to the edge where I can basically have a five pip, maybe eight pip max uh, stop loss. And my target will be like 50 pips out and it'll hit. (laughs) So it's like, so I'm like, wait, I'm catching these trades. Why? Like, so what I basically, I, I, and I told you this, I basically, what I started doing too is like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm making these trades. Um, and I had, I have a, a trader friend who I have on, on Facebook. Um, and you know, basically I've, I've been trying to connect with more traders online cause it's, it's hard to find traders in the first place. So what I started doing was I started screenshotting, uh, my, my trades and I post posted them on Facebook and Instagram. Um, just, just to, you know, just to put them out there. Because I like having the interaction with different people, um, I even have friends of mine who don't don't know what a, don't have a clue what I'm doing, but they just like what I'm doing. They'll ask me, "Hey, what are you doing? Like, what what, what is that stuff?" And I'll just explain it to them, whatever, and they'll be like, "Oh, cool, cool, cool." So I so what I started doing, I started posting whatever, and I had a one a trader friend who uh, he saw one of my trades and he congratulated me. He's like, "Hey, you know, nice nice move and everything, nice catch." Um, and then I was like, thanks, thanks. Then he came out and replied. He was like, but your stops are too small. And I was like, <laughs> and it, it triggered a thought. I'm like, wait, how, why is my stops too small? I'm, I'm making, I'm making these trades, 
my my stop is not getting challenged and I'm I'm making trades of like 30 pips, 40 pips, 50 pips. Why why can't I have a small stop? Isn't that the goal of a trader to have as little risk as possible and as maximum reward? You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like that got me thinking like, wait, am I on to something here? Is he missing something? Because you've been trading longer than I am. I, I have. And I've seen his trades. He, put, he he has a YouTube channel. I've seen his trades where he'll be like trade. He'll trade an ABC pattern or whatever. And he'll have like a 15, 20 pip stop. And I'm like, dude, that's too much risk for me because I'm only trading a, 10, a $10 account size. So if I want to have good money management, I, I'm forced to have a small stop. You know what I mean? And what's his um what's his typical profit then? Then the same the same as what you're after, thirty pips. Who the the trader? Or yeah, the no, the trader. The, like if his if his stops fifteen to twenty, what's he looking for from a profit point of view? Oh well, it, he'll sometimes he'll get sometimes he'll get a twenty pip move or a, actually he gets twenty pips moves, sixty pip moves. Some uh, I see him on trade or whatever on YouTube, he'll get the moves. But my thing is that stop is huge. You know what I mean? I can't yeah. withstand that stop. If if I if I get four trades wrong or something like that, I, I'm I'm screwed at what a 15 pit uh, stop. So I I kind of was like, you know, putting between a rock and a hard place here, where I'm like, okay, even me trading five pips, that's a lot of risk for a ten dollar account. You know what I mean? That's more than two percent. So I I'm kind of like forced to like, okay, I'm I'm, ha- I'm gonna have to have this, you know kind of big uh big risk and relative to the to my account size but relative to everyone else's stops my my, my stop size is small so I, I was like forced to have that the funny thing is i mean what i've what i've been i've been experimenting with as well and it's it's works quite well and i think this is part of the other reason i decided to get you on the show was the fact that these small account sizes guys is something worthwhile investigating and i'm talking like yeah the ten dollar account uh and trading if especially if you're trading forex you can't really do it for for anything else but a ten dollar account right. and like i mean you, you can you can probably experiment with other markets based on a, a forex broker or, or a you know broker that trades um allows you to trade the the sp s&p and all the indices and and uh metals and and whatnot commodities and experiment with a ten dollar account and i mean it's like if you if you have a win rate which is high enough then you should be able to double that account triple it in actual fact you should be able to take that account if you're a good trader you should be able to take that ten dollar account um up to whatever okay there shouldn't there should be no ceiling if you can if you can trade it and look i mean it's you know i've I've doubled i've doubled ten dollar accounts um before even less than that you know and um, I've managed to double these accounts with just good risk management of yeah, five to um, sometimes even less than that. Or maybe I'll start with like a, a 12 pip stop and then reduce it to um, to three pips pretty quickly when I see price move right. against me. So the risk is only on the table for a, for a short period of time. Uh, yeah, so look, I, I think it's a, it's a good idea if you guys are out there like thinking I've got to put a grand in the market or I've got to put a, a 10 grand in the market – don't do it. Just like try ten ten dollars, yes. and then practice because <laughs> right. it, and it also teaches you that it's not about the money. It's about the exactly. um, it's about the the process and, and getting the process right. So, uh, so yeah. Look, right. I think that's it's a it's a good lesson for everyone listening. If you've been you know struggling and and uh, and your way through it, um, mm-hmm. but that said. I think before that, even back testing is probably the the most important thing. Have you have you done any of that or? Um, I've I've done I've done back testing. I just haven't done it enough, M- mainly because I don't have like a I, I don't have a, a back testing software. And I I, I know uh, Andre just recently recommended me one, um, so I'm gonna have to check that out. I think I gotta pay for it or whatever. Um, yeah, but I, I haven't really I haven't really done any back. I've done some on TradingView. My my issue is that. Like it was when I was doing the back testing, I wasn't really getting the results I was getting. And then for some reason, when I would stop back testing or when I would stop trading for a bit and just watching videos, I'd just go back to trading. Right. Yeah. And then for some reason, I don't know, maybe it's because I stepped away from markets a bit. For some reason, I would be able to start to see price a little bit more clearly. Like I would I would take a trade and I'm like, oh, obviously it's going to bounce from there and it'll bounce from there. I have no idea why. Maybe it's because I stepped back for a bit, for a bit, and my mind like started understanding it. I don't know in the background subconsciously, but it's yeah. I, I 
I back, I do recommend back testing because it, it, I I did try it a couple of times and it helped me understand this because there was one strategy one strategy I had before I saw some dude on YouTube where he was doing it I tried it it didn't work for me on back testing so I just I just ditched it so it does help back testing does help I just haven't done it enough to like say you know it's rock solid or whatever and uh, and just out of interest how many hours do you think you put into the the charts to date today. <laughs> Uh, oh, sorry, not today. To uh, date, to date, like uh, oh, you to know, date. yeah. I mean, or, or maybe, like, I, yeah, I, maybe on an average, like you know, per per week, how many hours would you do? So I, I can tell you, like per day, I'm probably spending more than eight eight hours per day, because oh, wow. I, I, if so, like for example, if I'm going, I'm waking up in the morning to go to work. Uh, like I usually get go to start work at seven. I'll still be on the charts. Like I have my phone. I, I trade on my Note Four. I trade on my Note Four. Um, most of the time I'm trading on my note four when I'm out, but when I'm home, like I'll trade on my note four when I'm at work from like seven to whenever we come back, which is usually like four o'clock. I'll be back home. Um, and then as soon as I'm back home, I'll probably like not out for two hours and then wake back up and I'll be on my, my computer, my charts. Cause that's, I, that's what I do. I'm, I'm a computer guy. So I just like being a computer. I'm at my desk a lot. So I'll just open up the charts and I'll just be watching charts for a while and I'll just sit there to like two o'clock in the morning sometimes like I'll, it'll it'll basically average out to like eight hours plus a day <laughs> well that's a yeah and that look that's a great yeah. effort for you know somebody who's working full-time and um is 20 25 so it's yeah, yeah. it's essentially you know to get to that ten thousand hours it sounds like you're going to be well on your way um yeah so so that's the goal <laughs> yeah so look so okay so you, you're who are you learning from at the moment I just started learning from Andre uh, Saturday, I think it was. Yep, I bought his course. We spoke. Okay, cool. All right, so you, yeah. so you, you, you're with Andre. Um, and what are your stats? What are your stats looking like now in terms of like if we just sort of, I suppose, put a line in the sand for for win rate, um, risk to reward, and that sort of thing. I mean, how do they how do they look at the moment? Um, I I'm not like to be honest, I've not like kept too close track of my my stats like uh, win rate and like that. I my my risk to reward though I, I do um like in the past in the recent uh I would say the recent month maybe month and a half my risk to rewards getting bigger like b- before it would be like a one to two risk to reward yeah or like a one to one now it's like because of the whole smaller stops thing you know figuring out how to <laughs> lessen your stops uh, my risk are now my risk rewards starting to look like one one to four one to ten sometimes one to like one to fifteen or something like that. One, wow, the one to fifteen is massive. Yeah. That is humongous, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and and I suppose was it was it hard for you to uh, to keep those tight stops, knowing that you know it it probably feels a lot. It probably feels awkward um, putting it putting a trade on and then you know putting a stop so tight. Yeah. How did that? It's, how did you get over that? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a roller. I'll put it. I'll put it this way: trading so long by myself. It's been six months now. Trading so long by myself, like I've gotten to the point where, like, I'm like, ne- I'm not a guy who is so greedy about money. You know, I don't, I, I don't have a love for money like that. Like, I can give away a thousand dollars today for to someone just, just you know, randomly because I don't really have like a, that close of an attachment to money. But um, starting to trade, I've noticed like losing ten dollars, even ten dollars, it's like. I'm like, like it's a stab to the heart sometimes, you know what I mean? So I've, I've had, I've had periods like, like whole months where it's like, I'm losing so much and I know I can't afford to keep losing this money, but it's enough to where I know I, I can withstand it. You know what I mean? If I, if you know, if you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but it just sucks because I'm trading a lot of accounts. It just sucks to, to, to see over and over again. You put a trade on and over and over again, that trade goes against you. And you're trying to figure out what on earth is happening. Like, what am I missing? What am I doing wrong? Like, I even got to a point where I commented on Navin's video. And I was I was like, I kind of ranted on his video, like, asking him, what am I doing wrong? Can someone please respond to me? Like, you can, if you, I forget what video, but if you go through Navin's video, you'll find one of my comments. It's a long comment. <laughs> and then, so, and he it, he was the second person because I left that same comment on two different traders' video, uh, uh, YouTube channels because I wanted someone to respond. Like, I needed some help. And I was banging my, like, I wanted to, like, I, I got to a point where I wanted to slam my computer. Like, that's how bad it was. Yeah. Um, 
But after you go through that, like you get to a point where like, you know what? I suffered emotionally so for so hard. Like it's like now I'm like, okay, you're gonna stop me out, so what? Like I've gotten to that point where it's like I don't even care. Like stop me out. I'm gonna figure out no matter what. Cause I'm that type of personality where like if I'm gonna learn this, I'm here for the long haul. I'm gonna figure it out. You're gonna keep stopping me out. Go ahead, keep stopping me out. I'm gonna figure out why you stopped me out and I'm gonna do it better next time. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So so how how many um how many trades would you place in a day? I probably overtrade, honestly. Um like today I've I've put today alone I probably put like what, like fifteen, twenty trades. Right. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not supposed to trade so much. But I think that's part of why like I've gotten like I'm able to learn so quick because I've I've put so many trades where I, I've, I've, I was able to see why it went wrong and I'm able to analyze those trades. So I'm, I guess it's the whole theory of fail often, fail quickly, you know. And and from today, okay, so from today, how many of those trades, uh, where have you ended up? Are you up or down? I'm down today. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm down today. And um, I, I, okay. I got some good trades, but my, my issue is that uh, it's like death by a thousand cuts. You know, you put, you put, you can have a massive, you know, like five massive good trades, but if you put, you have like 20 small trades that equal those five massive trades, you kind of lost your money. So, <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. okay. So, um, uh, all right. So you've, you're down for today, but you, I mean, your email that you sent me, you said that you realized that over trading was, the big downfall and that if you traded right. less, you actually walk away with a lot more money. I mean, what, what happened right. since from then? So that was probably about a week ago that you sent the email. What, what's, what's changed? Anything? Uh, I'm, I'm still trying to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to practice what I preached <laughs> because I, I'll, I'll see certain setups and I'm like, I want to jump into it. Um, and it, here's the thing too. It's like, like what I said in the beginning, Sometimes I'll put in a trade where I know it's going to work and I see it work. And it's like, I'm third. Like, for example, there was a trade this morning where I had two trades. I had the first trade I put in, it was, uh, it was easily going to be like a 20. Well, to, to what I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be like a 20, uh, uh, or 80, uh, 80 pit move. Um, so I put in a trade and it was going strong for a while. Then I had, then I had a pullback. And then on that pullback, I entered a second move, which is basically going to be a small scalp for me. Um, and in that second position, I hit target. And that, that second position was 22 pips, right? And then so that second position filled. And then the, the first trade kept going. And I was about, I think when it started turning around, I was about 58 pips in, right? Yeah. And then so, But I saw it, I saw it pull back. And then I figured because I looked left and I saw I saw some consolidation uh, in that level, so I, I, I'm thinking to myself, okay, you're gonna pull back, you're probably gonna hit the consolidation, stall out for a bit, and then keep dropping, hit and hit my 80 pips uh, target, which I, it kind of looked like it was gonna hit it at six at 58 pips. Uh, so I held it, and then it broke through the consolidation, and then that's where the point where, where where it kicks in. You're like, oh crap, it's going <laughs> against me, but I'm. Maybe it'll turn around. Yeah, that may be. The maybe. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then you hold <laughs> on for too long, and then you, it keeps going against you, and then it turns around for a bit, right? And so when it turns around for a bit, I'm thinking, okay, that the pullback is done, and that's a good spot to enter again. So I put in another trade, and then that trade gets stopped out, and then my main trade gets stopped yeah. out, and so now I'm like down the whole, the 22 pips I won, I'm down, and I completely missed my 58 pip move. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. Indeed. <laughs> I, I think I think I might have had that exact same scenario last night, um, where it, like it would have gone. I was a good sort of twenty five, thirty pips. I can't remember exactly, and I was like, oh, okay, it's only it, it's it's going to retest the 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 trend line and then and then carry on, and it's like, right. uh, no, and up, and up. Okay, it's going to basically hit my stop, which was in profit. Um, right, and it's and it's like no, nah, it's maybe we'll ch- uh, no nah, maybe maybe no 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 it's gone, and it's yes. like well hang on a second if I think it's gone, <laughs> why am I still holding it? I may as well just close the trade out and get right. a little bit more and, profit. But 
Um, oh, yeah, man. I know. That's I know the, the fight I'm having. Yeah, I know. The, <laughs> I know the feeling. So do you? So I take it you don't move your stop into profit at any point. Or? No. Okay. No. I I probably should. I probably should start experimenting with that more because I I, I used to do it before. My issue is that when I used to do it, I would notice that it would come back up and stop you. Hit my uh, hit my stop, and it'll keep going the direction I knew it was gonna go. So in my head, I'm like, why why did I pull my my uh, my stop down to get some profit if to, if I could have got my whole my whole target? So I kind of like stopped moving my stop. Also also I stopped moving it because I just wanted I want to get to that point where it's like okay I put the stop there, I know it's not gonna come back. And I'm gonna let it keep running. You know what I mean? I want to. I want to. I want to discipline myself to where it's like, once you put it, set it, leave it alone. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, I mean, I think um, it was interesting because I, I think I posted this in the chat the other day. The this guy that I interviewed, who's going to be on the show probably before or maybe after your episode, and I don't. I think it was a chat we had after the call, and uh, and he and he recommended because I said, oh yeah, one of my issues is I keep getting stopped out. When I enter the I, I, the tray goes my my way and then it pulls back and I put them a stop to break even and it stops me out and then I then emotionally it just eats me up and because um, then it often goes in my my direction and it's like and so then I'm like okay and he goes well basically here's what you need to do you got two options you can either enter half of what your um, half your trade size on the first leg and then the second mm-hmm. half when it retests your open and then so you're sort of, you know, you're thinking, okay, well, if I get stopped out, I need to lose half. And then if I don't and it goes my direction, then I've got my full trade going in the direction. Um, that said, there is the chance that it looks like it's going and it and it uh, <laughs> hits your stop. Um, the other thing is, uh, the other thing you said was, oh, the other option was just to wait until the retest and expect the right. retest, um, which, you know, it doesn't always do it. So sometimes you're going you're gonna to miss out. Um, so right, it, right, right. it's easier said than done, but look, it's something worth considering, and hopefully, some other other people can can use that information and it can help them in some way. So, um, yeah, what what instruments are you looking at then? If you you got doing a good eight hours a day, I'm, I'm assuming you're not just looking at one; you might be looking at a few. Um, I I'm, I mainly stick with the EuroUSD, uh, but mostly because the. the the spread is small, and I'm trading a small a small account, so I don't want to, you know, eat up my spread. Because I tried, I tried trading a GBP pairs. Uh, issue was that they move so quickly, and it's hard for me to have a small stop on that with the small account. Um, like it's like my I tried it, like my stops would be like, for in order for me to catch a move on a GBP pair because it moves so quick, like my my stop probably minimal would have to be like a 15 pip stop, and that that's just too much for me right yeah. now. Yeah. So I, I mainly stick with your USD. Right now, I'm starting to look at uh, Aussie Cat, uh, Aussie JPY, um, mainly because I just I was just thinking the, the last week. I'm like, wait, why am I waiting for, why am I waiting for uh, London to show up for me to start trading again when, it, it when uh, your USD dies off? If I can just go to something for with a yen because Tokyo Sessions open right now, so I can just figure out, you know, they, there's moving right now, movement right now, so I just figure out how to trade over there. You know what I mean? And have you got what you'd call a strategy that you're using now, or are you sort of purely reading price at the moment? Yeah, I'm just I'm just mainly just reading price. Like the only I would say like partial strategy I have is just waiting for that retest, uh, see maybe a possible break uh, break below the uh, previous candles, and when I see that break happening, or if I see that the break is like potentially about to happen because the momentum is so quick. Um, I'll put in my trade, like I'll, I'll enter, but it has to be like maximum. It'll have to be close, like like at least five pips close to to that uh, turning point on on the top or the bottom. Um, if if it's farther than that, like I won't I won't get in. Like I'll wait for a pullback. Right. Cool. Okay. Well, look. Um, I think that gives everyone listening a good base to 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 have us, you know, jump on here again in a few months' time and and see where you're at and um i think it's been fascinating actually getting getting someone who's on the show who's not you know um mastered it fully yet who's on the way who's got a lot of commitment who's um financially constrained by um what they can do so i think this show should hopefully help a lot of the guys listening out there who are in the same position or who who are who are in a better position and 
they can still take some lessons from this. Um, I sure have, and I, I look forward to getting you back on the show in, in the future, uh, Eli. And so, so is there a way that – I mean, you said you wanted to reach out to other traders, and, and I'm sure guys will have questions for you once this goes out. I mean, is there – what's the best way for guys to get in contact with you? Um, probably Instagram, uh, Facebook. Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook, Eli Camacho. Uh, Instagram, uh, it's actually Eli underscore stay focused. Um, and – or just email me, CamachoEli123 at gmail.com. Okay, guys. We'll get all those um, those links up on the show notes, so you can uh, you can check them out there if you want a quick way to get to them. Um, but look, it's been fantastic having you on the show. Um, and actually, we're only a couple of days out from Christmas here, so um, I wish you uh, a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah. what, what are you doing for Christmas? Uh I got two two sides of the family I have to visit. We'll, we'll be we'll be running around for a bit uh, in the next couple of days. So yeah. Okay, brilliant. All right. Uh, and is a is a is it a white one over there for you guys yet? Not yet. No, no. no. It's more. It's mainly rainy and cold. Yep. <laughs> Which sucks. Uh, hashtag global global warming. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. Well, look. Oh, um, thanks for coming on the show, and we'll be in contact again in the future to uh, to find out how you get on getting on. Yeah, yeah. Glad to be here. Take care, Cam. All right, folks. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Eli. Now, look, if you do want to be in Eli's place, then reach out to me with a video on cam at tradingnut.com or um, how else can you do it? Look, I mean, you use the contact form on tradingnut.com. You could post a video up on YouTube or on your Instagram or what have you, make it private or unlisted, send me a link to it, that sort of thing, Okay. If you're a futures or stock trader, I want to hear your story, your trading story, and um, and yeah, we'll try and pair you up with somebody. We'll try and pair you up with a mentor throughout the course of this year to really give you that edge. Okay, guys, so that's number one thing to do. If you're going to do anything after that show, this show, do that thing. The next thing you could do is go and check out the coupons in the members area. Hundreds of dollars worth of coupons in there. Um, if you're not a member, you can just join for free and get into there. Um, there's links on the site. Uh, check out the Robot Traders Club whilst you're there. Currently, as I record this, up 252 pips. Um, and last but not least, subscribe to the podcast if you're listening and you haven't subscribed. And leave a review while you're there, or even if you have subscribed, leave a review. I'll read it out on air in a future episode. All right, guys, some fantastic interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, actually, I didn't give you an update on my fasting. I, well, I can't remember if I did or not, but anyway, I'm going to do another quick update. Did three days last week, did one day this week. I'm going to do another day tomorrow, and then back into it next week when the kids go back, start going back to school. So, guys, until next week, I will see you in the markets.